Housings of the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, you're listening to Raise the Roof here on 3CR. It's the Housing for the Aged Action Group show, 8.55am. My name is Shane, I'm here with Fiona. How are you doing today, Fiona? I'm good, Shane. How are you? Good. And we have something special to start the show off today. Fiona would like to apologise to the listeners, is that right? Yeah. I don't know if you listened to the show last week, but I accidentally somehow in the editing process cut off half of the interview about... Oh my God, Fiona. I know, it was bad. The half of the interview of the Elders Village in South Australia. If you want to see the full glory of that, um, go onto our YouTube channel um, and you will see it there. It's under Local Solutions as part of the At Risk Forum that we held last year. I really apologise to listeners for that strange segue into... (laughs) <laughs> into Cheryl talking about the housing in uh, South Australia. But so I, I have a little tip to avoid this sort of problem, which is just never listen to your own <gasps> show. No, you have to listen back. No, you have to hear your own voice. It sounds, sounds bad. Um, so who, who are we going to hopefully not cut off this week, Fiona? Okay, so today we're going to hear about what's been going on up in New South Wales. Um, we've had a New South Wales parliamentary inquiry and our advocacy lead up there has been working her butt off. So um, we're going to be hearing from Dinny and she will be telling us all about it. Just one moment. And listeners, let me just say, I thought that I had become immune to all the, the shocking things that you could learn about the horrific housing systems in the different states in this country. But there was a, a tidbit in there about New South Wales that really stopped me in my tracks. So it's something for you to look forward to or not look forward to as the case may be. Just when you think you've heard it all. So we'll listen to that interview now. We're joined in the studio today by our uh, advocacy lead in New South Wales, Dinny. How are you going today, Dinny? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for coming in. Um, We wanted to talk to you today about the New South Wales Parliamentary Inquiry into Homelessness for People Aged 55 Years and Older. Um, Would you be able to tell us a little bit about how the inquiry came about? Sure. So um, I'm not sure if your listeners are familiar with the Aging on the Edge Forum. So in New South Wales, we coordinate a group of about 130 people um, and members include peak bodies, government departments and um, service providers in the sector and people with lived experience. And as part of our advocacy plan, we worked with a number of committee members of the Social Affairs Committee, it's an upper house committee, to get the parliamentary inquiry set up. Um, it's been in the pipeline for some time. We worked uh, very closely with a couple of members to get the terms of reference drafted and get the signatures required. And um, we managed to have the inquiry announced in March last year. Sorry, March this year. Um, and that's how the inquiry came about. So maybe tell us a little bit more about the Aging on the Edge Coalition. Who are they? How did they begin? Um, and what's our involvement with them? Sure. So um, the group was initially coordinated as a reference group and HAG was funded to do the initial piece of research into older people and homelessness. 
And I believe New South Wales was one of the first cabs off the rank, and um, Chia New South Wales was coordinating the group at the time. And then uh, once the report was published, um, the group um, decided to continue the advocacy, and um, the group has been growing since then. So we started with about 20 people into 130 people um, coalition and growing. Um, and we have um, a large number of service providers from across New South Wales, a significant number of older women with lived experience who've joined the group, um, and we meet quarterly, but um, there's a coordination group of nine organizations um, that includes um, HAG and other peak bodies like Older Women's Network, Kota New South Wales, um, and Shelter New South Wales, and some service providers and other sector organizations who meet monthly and we um, talk amongst ourselves regularly and we drive the advocacy agenda. Um, and the group meets um, fairly, if there are important opportunities, we'd meet, but we also participate in other campaigns like Make Renting Fair in New South Wales and um, other advocacy efforts. So tell us a little bit more about the inquiry. I know that there was a process where um, organisations made submissions and there was also hearings face-to-face in Parliament House in Sydney last week. Um, Unlike the Victorian parliamentary inquiry into homelessness, this one was specifically um, about older people, which was pretty amazing, really, to get that up off the ground. So congratulations to you and all the work that happened there to get that happening. Um, and lots of older women spoke at the at the inquiry too. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about um, how who those people were and how you supported them to tell the politicians about their experience of, old, of homelessness? Yeah, thanks. So the inquiry was announced in March and the submissions closed on the 12th of June. And um, we're very glad that um, there are about 90 submissions. And of those, about 35 to 40 submissions support aging on the edge groups asked for the New South Wales government. So we have three key recommendations and the majority of those submissions um either support the recommendations fully or partially. So we're very happy about that. Um, And the hearings were last week. So um, a whole bunch of people were invited to give evidence before the committee. But um, as a coalition, we were able to put forward about 20 names of uh, women with lived experience because we felt that it's important for the committee to hear from people with lived experience about their journey and where they are with their housing um, situations. So some of the women who gave evidence have been permanently housed, but um, some of them were still in precarious housing situations um, in New South Wales waiting list. Um, And of the women names that we put forward, about 10 of them um, were contacted by the committee and gave evidence. over the last couple of days, so we also had um, organizations giving evidence, including you, Fiona. Thank yeah. you for flying all the way to Sydney to give evidence. Yeah, that was no problem. Yeah, and um, we had um, a number of peak bodies and service providers giving evidence. And very glad to say that there were some cohesive messages going to the committee 
from the sector, including the need for setting up a service like Home at Last in New South Wales. And a large number of sector organizations supported that call. Um, and on Tuesday, we worked with uh, Women's Housing Company for the committee to go and have morning tea in one of their um, residential units. It's a block of units for older women, um, and it's funded by the New South Wales Department of Communities and Justice. Um, the committee members uh, met some of the women. They were able to also go into some of the units of those older women and have conversations with them one-on-one, um, which the committee has not had the opportunity to do before. Um, and after the morning tea, they went and um, had another round of hearings with people with lived experience, service providers, and academics. And on Thursday, they went to Central Coast to have um, regional hearings um, with um, a large number of service providers again. And um, the last session was an open forum with men with lived experience. Uh, they've heard from a whole range of people. Um, and we are hoping, um, because we were very uh, focused on getting an inquiry into older people and homelessness, we are very, very glad that um, the committee focused on that particular issue because there's been a few inquiries in the past into just general homelessness or different aspects of homelessness without a huge focus on older people. And uh, I'm also very glad to say that Fiona has done quite a lot of media coverage on the back of the inquiry. So hopefully all this awareness and the pushing uh, of the government to make some solid recommendations will mean good things in New South Wales. So I don't know if this is kind of too big a question, but I, I'd love to hear a, a bit about what is the, the situation in New South Wales for older people's housing. I mean, I imagine it's pretty bad, but I wonder if you could talk a bit about, you know, how it compares to Victoria. Do they have things like older people's public housing units? Do they have an ILU sector or, or just what, what's the, what does it look like on the ground? Um, so in, in our submission, we highlighted how the, the numbers are not quite clear, um, Shane. Like, unlike um, Victoria, we don't know how many of the there's pensioners' housing and um, specialised seniors' housing, but um, even the department doesn't have those numbers from our conversation. So um, it's um, very unclear, but we do know that there are about 50,000 people in the waiting list um, waiting for housing, both general and priority and in New South Wales, you have to be 80 years old to get on the priority list, wow. um, which is one of our key recommendations. Um, and we are also highlighting Victoria as a good practice example where the priority age starts at 55. So um, ha- having to wait till you're 80 is, um, is unacceptable. And um, we know a lot of older women in their late 60s and 70s who should be on the priority list if the age was lowered. And um, hopefully the committee heard from um, a number of older women in, and practitioners around the need to lower the priority age. And um, I think similar to Victoria, there's been a decline in public housing. Of course, Victoria had the big housing build announcement. In New South Wales, we haven't that, had that kind of an investment in social and affordable housing for a long time. Um, there's been some funding for um, redeveloping some of the old properties and um, building new housing units, but it's 
not nearly enough to address the need, um, especially after the bushfires and then the floods and all the other natural disasters that occurred as well. So this, the the rental market is extremely tight, mm-hmm. and um, older people, those on job seeker and age pension, are likely to be under really, really high rental stress if they are already in the rental market or are struggling and couch surfing and not known to the public service. Um, Because um, when Department of Communities and Justice gave evidence, they were very clear that unless people come to the department's services, there's no way for the department to support those people through assertive outreach. So, as as soon as they turn 80, they can go and get a service, and then someone might count them for something. Is that (laughs) how it works? Until in their 70s, they can just go and get another job and find a nicer place. Is that the plan? That's the expectation, I suppose. And um, when we met with some of the decision makers, they said the unemployment level is so low. So, surely older people are getting jobs at the moment. And we had to explain (laughs) and say. No, the highest number of people receiving job seeker in New South Wales are those over 55. So they're clearly not getting jobs because of age and gender discrimination and all the other mm. reasons. So, yes, that's the level of understanding sometimes. It's very challenging. <laughs> it's a very polite <laughs> way to put it. The other thing that's really disturbing about the New South Wales situation is, um, well, there's two things really. One is that they aren't adopting the building standards changes for minimum standards so people can still build houses that are inaccessible, which has an impact on people. And the other thing is that their main crisis response for homelessness is a, is a 1-800 number. And their statistics show that older people just aren't showing up. They're just not accessing that number. So it's it's pretty. That's the what's it called again, Dini? The link to home. Oh, link to home. Yeah. Then so, um, we were, so to write our submission to this parliamentary inquiry, we had two roundtable discussions, one in person and one online, and um, that was a common theme amongst older people that they do not want to ring link to home because you are meant to just hold for hours on end. And even when you get through to them, they sometimes tell you, oh, well, your situation is not dire enough. Come back when you're in housing crisis, essentially. So um, that phone service has put off a lot of people from seeking support in the first place because it's just a crisis phone line. You get temporary accommodation for a few days. And um, we also heard from women that it's really inappropriate housing. There was an older woman who had a hip surgery and she was given motel accommodation in, um, and she had to climb a flight of stairs, which she really struggled with. So no one's asking the right questions when you're providing temporary accommodation as well. And um, you're also expected to maintain what they call a seeker diary. So to get your temporary accommodation extended, you have to demonstrate that you've been looking in the private market and doing inspections and um, trying to find alternative accommodation when you're going through a significant housing crisis and in temporary accommodation, which has a huge impact on your physical and mental health. Um, So that's one of the recommendations we made to the committee as well, that they scrap that requirement entirely because it's quite dehumanising and unnecessary. so disgusting. Me and Fiona are just making the most appalled faces in the studio. <laughs> yeah, what it's the just, hell? I mean, you think, 
I mean, the job seeker diary is bad enough, but to actually have a looking for crappy private rental seeker diary in order to keep in your Sydney. in Sydney, in order to keep your crappy temporary boarding room or hotel accommodation, what is going on? My God, yeah, it's pretty outrageous. Um, so tell us a little bit more about the committee. So these are upper house politicians. They're from a range of parties. We've got the Greens. We've got. ALP, we've got the Liberal Party, and we've also got Fred Nile, I believe. Um, older listeners will remember, <laughs> remember Fred Nile. Um, Not from, with any fondness. From the picketing Mardi Gras days, potentially. Um, but um, they actually went out and visited people and, and went into their homes and had a chat to older women that are living at women's, ho- women's housing companies. Um, yeah. So how was how was that? I've never heard of politicians doing this before. Did, do you think it had an impact? What 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 was your feelings on the day of of, of that visit? Um, so the committee is fifty um, percent government members and fifty percent um, opposition and other members, including Fred Nile, who has left Christian Democrats um, and joined Seniors United Party. And this is the only inquiry or the um, uh, only focus on older people in general uh, in the upper house at the moment. So this is quite an important um, project for him or or, um, uh, or an inquiry that fits well within his new party and what the party hopes to achieve, which I think will be a very good thing um, for this inquiry. Um, but the other members include um, Rose Jackson and um, Peter Primrose, who are both um, Labour members. And we also have Abigail Boyd, who was quite instrumental in getting the inquiry set up. So um, we've had meetings with most of them, and we have a feeling that they will make some really good recommendations. Um, and then because it's a majority government committee, hopefully they will also adopt the recommendations the government has three months, uh, the department has three months to respond once the final report is published. And um, with with an election coming up in March next year, we are hoping uh, the committee will make some really strong, really positive recommendations. Uh, With the service visit, it was interesting. Um, Not all the members could make it, but those who did um, had really good one-on-one conversations with um, a few of the older women, and they were also able to go and um, visit some of their homes. Uh, uh, the majority of them were... Um, that it, it's, there are 19 units. Um, the large number of women who came to speak to the committee members were from multicultural backgrounds as well, so they got uh, multiple different um, aspects of how their housing journeys and there's one woman with disability on a wheelchair, so hopefully um, that woman had a few conversations with um, some of the committee members, and when they make the recommendations, especially around those accessibility standards, they will remember having a conversation with this woman who was very thankful, and um, she felt fortunate that she managed to find accommodation that was accessible because um, it's very rare, especially with public housing the stock is so old that they're not accessible, or wheelchair accessible especially. So um, I think the committee members also were very thankful to the Women's Housing Company for facilitating that whole process and realised that 
majority of the older women experiencing homelessness in later lives would prefer to live in communities with other older women. So um, I have a feeling that there might be a recommendation or two around um, targeted housing for older women. Um, so not necessarily retirement house type, uh, type, but the kind that women's housing company is managing at the moment. So um, hopefully that will be accompanied with other recommendations, including increasing the housing stock. But um, yeah, I think because they haven't really engaged with people with lived experience at this level before, I think those were good opportunities for them to really hear from people with lived experience. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more powerful than having someone tell the politicians directly what their experience has been Mm. and the impact of having insecure housing. I know that the four women who were on just before me had very different backgrounds um, in terms of how they got to where they were, but they were all um, really common to what we see at home at last. Women who lost their jobs, women who um, experienced family violence, um, lots of kind of circumstances that we've heard. And I think the most harrowing story was the woman who was staying with her family, but then they ran out of room and she had to go and she was too ashamed to say anything. So she just went into her car and cried and then parked in the in the hospital car park until she worked up the guts to go in and speak to a social worker and that's how she ended up getting assistance. I mean, those sorts of stories, to be able to have them told to the politicians, I don't Mm -hmm. think they'll easily forget or easily fob off the issue. So well done to you, Denny, for helping get those women, supporting those women to be able to give evidence. It's pretty brave It's to tell your story like that. Um, Parliament House is a pretty intimidating building and it's, it's raw. So, yeah, well done for supporting them. Um, so before we finish up, maybe you could just quickly summarise the three recommendations that the Coalition and HAG are making and, and maybe the next steps, what we're hoping for from here. Um, sure. So the three recommendations are to... Um, our key recommendation is to set up a home at last type service in New South Wales. Now that it is available in Queensland and Victoria, we're hoping um, New South Wales government will also see the need for it with this inquiry and... Uh, fund a service to support older people to navigate the very, very complex housing system. And like one of the women very accurately put it, it needs a degree to fill the forms in New South Wales to get on the social housing waiting list. Um, Our second recommendation is to lower the age of priority from 80 because we think it's just completely unacceptable that you have to be 80 um, to be deserving of housing. Um, in New South Wales, and the third one is to um, increase the housing stock by 5,000 homes per year for 10 years, but we are asking 20%, at least 20% of that housing to be ring-fenced for older people. Um, with the hearings out of the way, the committee will report back um, on the 30th of September. They may get a small extension, but... Um, we will hear from the committee over the next couple of months. Once the report's published, um, the, the department will have three months to respond to it. But like I mentioned, there will be the um, campaigning phase for the New South Wales state election in March next year. So we will um, ramp up our advocacy leading up to it and um, yeah, use a full suite of different tactics to get the government to commit to these three recommendations. 
Sounds exciting. We'll have no more house seeker diaries in New South Wales. Yeah, I feel so, thanks. And we'll have hopefully some appropriate services for older people similar to what we have in Victoria. So that's great. Thanks so much for your time, Dinny. It's been a very busy couple of months for you up there, I know, with all of this all of these inquiries and wrangling the sector. So well done. Um, and we'll might touch base again with you when the recommendations, I mean, yeah, when the report comes out and what we're going to do from there. Anything else oh. you wanted to ask, Shane? No, thanks so much. I'm still just shocked and appalled by something about <laughs> housing, which hasn't happened for a while. <laughs> shocked and appalled. Anyway, here's to a better future for the New South Wales mob. Um, thanks again, Dinny, and we'll, and we'll be in touch. Thank you. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know it isn't stuck. Well, if you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CO, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CO, it's so know where you are. If you listen to 3CO, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CO, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CO, clap your hands. We'll check out the happy vibe. We're gonna ring up and subscribe. If you listen to 3CO, clap your hands. What? Who the hell is that? talking about? I ain't no elephant. Get out of here. This is handmade radio. Get out. Get the hell out of here now. So you're still listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Age Action Group show here on 3CR with Shane and Fiona. Um, we are almost out of time. Uh, next time, in a couple of weeks, maybe we'll continue our tour up the... Uh, the east coast of Australia and talk about Queensland or maybe we'll be back in Victoria. Who could say what's coming next? Um, before we go, we wanted to give out some contact information if you want to get in touch with us. Um, so HAG does run a housing service that is for people in Victoria. So if you're a Victorian over 50 with a, a housing issue that you want some advice about or, or help finding a place to live, uh, you can give us a call on 1300 765 178. The number is 1300 Seven six five one seven eight, or if you want to get in touch with us about uh, other stuff that Hag does, our upcoming annual general meeting, our upcoming residential parks roundtable, which we haven't even mentioned, you can hear me talk all about that on City Limits last week. If you want to jump back into the three CR archives, um, you can give us a call on oh three nine six five four seven three eight nine. It's nine six five four seven three eight nine. Uh, I reckon we are just about out of time. We are going to leave you with a song. Uh, the late lamented Australian band, Two Steps on the Water. Uh, and what song are we going to hear, Fiona? 
Um, the song is – I don't know if it's the song or the name of the band. The, it's <laughs> – is the band Two Steps on the yes. Water or the song? Okay. Oh so the song the song is called Yo-Yo. So we'll hear that. Great. Or possibly we're going to hear a band called Yo-Yo that neither of us have ever heard of with a song strangely called. One way or another, I'm sure it'll be great. We're going to hear a song anyway. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. When your face was Special makes you dangerous.